We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about being young, in love, and navigating life one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Then I get, get, get. 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 Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode 64 of Married Millennials. We have another guest for you today. We were joined by actress Daphne Clark. But before we get into the interview, we got to show some love. Last week, we wrote an article that was featured in the Huffington Post regarding our celibacy journey, and we are just so happy that you guys liked and read and shared it, and I don't know, I just, it was a good feeling. It was a really good feeling. Yeah. I was very surprised at how far it moved socially. Yeah. It was one of those when, you know, you submitted the article, we pitched them the idea, and they're like, oh, okay. We sent them the article and was expecting to get... You like, know, like so gonna, much yeah. like oh you need to change this move this yeah they're like it's good we're gonna post it we're like, well, okay. we're like oh okay and then you know it went up on on facebook and then next thing you know it was everywhere, everywhere. and i was like wow i just didn't expect it even some of our friends or people we went to college with who knew about our story but didn't really know about our story yeah. and they reached out via text message or left a note or a quick comment just like hey I really appreciate yeah. you sharing your journey so it, it was it was a, it was a pretty awesome experience yeah. I, I I couldn't have imagined at all that it would have had that much that much reach and and right. such a positive impact on a lot of people and in a short amount of time it hasn't even been a week yet so no like... but I'm I'm hyped I'm not going to lie I was I was very excited just to sit there and see and I know because of that, we have a ton of new listeners who yes. are tuning in today. So if this is your first time tuning in to a new episode of Married Millennials, we truly appreciate yeah. you guys joining us. We see you in the downloads in episodes one, two, and three, and four. Come on up. Join us in the new episode. We got some good stuff for you. That's enough about us. Let's get to the interview. Ladies and gentlemen, Daphne Clark. Today, we are joined by Daphne Clark, most notably known for her role as Daphne in The Fosters. Daphne? Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. You were born and raised in Chicago. Yes. Came to Los Angeles. How was your upbringing growing up in Chicago? Ooh, that's a tough one. Well, I was born and raised in Chicago, then moved to the suburbs. My mother was not, my biological mother wasn't able to take care of me, so my aunt raised me. Oh. Um, and my father was just not ready to be a father. So mm. my aunt took care of me and my sister, gave us the best life possible considering the circumstances. Mm. Um, I knew from a very, very young age that I wanted to be an actress because just my life and the way it was going and what mm -hmm. I was dealing with. I was like, I need an escape. Mm -hmm. So acting became that for me. So went to put myself through college, knew I wanted to move to L.A. to pursue film and television. Mm -hmm. Stepped out on faith. Need came that. eight years ago, and it's oh, been wow. a journey ever since. And so, okay, so eight years ago, you yes. made your way to L.A. Yes. And where did you go to school? Columbia College in Chicago. Oh, okay. And then yeah. I moved out here, and I found a really great acting uh, workshop called Breaking Through Acting Workshop, where I studied and honed my craft to kind of figure out L.A., because it's very different than the East Coast mm -hmm. and Midwest. Yes. Um, so I had to get acclimated to L.A. really, really fast. And then four years in is when I booked The Fosters. Oh, wow. And you've been rocking and rolling ever since. Rocking and rolling ever since. Now, when you were a child, was there a specific show or a specific actor, actress that inspired you to say, this is what I want to do? Around age five, I was in kindergarten, and um, I was one of the three minority kids 
Uh, know that We've experience been there, well. Yes. <laughs> and uh, one day, uh, one of the, the, my classmates was handing out invitations to her birthday party. Mm. I mean, I didn't get one. And so yeah. I wanted to know why. And she said, because you're black. And I did not she understand really <laughs> what that meant yeah. because I didn't understand about race and, mm-hmm. and everything like that. So my mother took me home, my aunt, and she sat me down and she showed me a movie called Imitation of Life. Oh, I love that I haven't movie. seen that movie. You got so to So now I'm about to watch it. it. You just gave me all the look, like, we get will your watch life it together. We tonight. Okay. Yes. Imitation of life. And at five, I still didn't understand it. So she had to teach me at five what race was about and that mm-hmm. I was different and that my mother, my mother was not able to take care of me, but she was black and my father's white. And this mm-hmm. just how everything that came, came together. And I'm like, I'm just five. I just want to be a kid. Like, right. I don't really like, get I it. I just wanted to go to the birthday party. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how did all this come like, about? Like, okay, I understand all this, but like, can I go? Exactly. So when I watched that movie, I just, something sparked inside of me and I was like, okay, I'm meant to do this. Like, this is why I'm here. Oh, wow. And all of the challenges that I'm going to have to face is what's going to draw me closer to my craft Mm -hmm. and really kind of become who I want to be and change the world. So acting for me isn't just I want to be famous and I want the glitz and glamour. It's like, it's a platform to really kind of give back and inspire and and change the world and and the mindsets of people in society. How did that experience man at five years old i grew up in the suburbs joy grew up in the suburbs and we were always the one of few and we talk about it all the time and i think it's an experience of most black people living in the suburbs regardless of what city state that you grew up in but i never had that 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 moment where it was like you are the n-word or you're just black and i can't be associated with you there was times where i was trying to connect and couldn't really feel it so but no one I, blatantly No ever one blatantly told came out and said, like, hey, I can't mess with you because you're black. And then when I went to college, I mean, the whole everything changed. And I became a lot more radical. And there was, I mean, there's still conversations right. happened. When, when you're a black person in America, your identity is very obvious. So since you had to deal with that at five years old, how did that change your upbringing from elementary school to middle school to high school? Was there a resentment that was built there that you used and carried forward? You said, okay, this is me. No, I, I wouldn't say a resentment. Um, it was more because my sister, um, we have different fathers. So she's obviously black and I'm mixed. So we grew up um, in the school system with having to choose sides and mm-hmm. me not being able to re- relate to whites or blacks because black. mm-hmm. they didn't accept you because Either you were, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it was really difficult. So I was like, well, okay, I don't want to choose a side. But I gravitated more to, to, to the black side of me because I grew up in a black household. Right. And so whites were like, well, you're black, so that's what you are. So <laughs> right. that's what we're just going to put you in that box. And I'm like, well, no, I'm just, I'm just me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to really choose a side. You're not going to box me in. You're not going to categorize me. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of when I started to really understand my identity and know that it's going to be a struggle, but... It's going to be worth it in the end. Right. Yeah. Do you still have that same mindset? Because it's very interesting. I mean, colorism is so real oh my God, in the, the black community. And we've talked about it with yeah. friends. And it's like, if you look black, you automatically assume the black identity. But I mm-hmm. have biracial friends who are like, yes, I am black visibly. Yeah. But say I grew up in a household with only a white mother or only a white father. So I still very much identify yeah, with that Yeah, half of you that other people so don't see. Do you yeah. find yourself struggling reclaiming the, the, the biracial side of you that's not black? Or have you just said, like, this is, I grew up in a black household, so I'm fully identifying with the black experience? Um, I identify with both because I am a chameleon. I can adapt to any situation, any person that I'm, I'm dealing with. I recently reunited with my biological father about oh, a year ago. Wow. And to learn that part of who I am, the white side, was mm. really traumatic. 
Because I'm like, oh, my God. Like, normally you hear about black men leaving their families. But this is a white man that left his daughter. I was surprised to hear that, yeah. I was like, are you serious? Uh And so reuniting with him was was really hard because I had to understand that he was just not ready. Mm -hmm. And I had to accept that. But I'm like, I still don't find an excuse for it. Like, I can't. I can accept it, but I can't at the same time. Because there's... There's just no reason why you should have left. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I needed that from you. I needed that experience, that cultural needed background. I needed my father. Yeah. Um, so I, I identify with 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 a lot of things. You know what I mean? Um, as an actress, you have to be versatile. So I'm not gonna just claim black, and I'm not just gonna claim white. I'm I'm both, and mm-hmm. I embrace it. And I'm Native American, and a whole bunch of other stuff I'm mixed with. You know, right. you're just not one one pure thing. For sure, everybody's yeah. mixed up. Exactly. Stuff, if you were, that's so. what I tell people. If you were black, born in America, and your parents weren't. African, right, and came over. You are likely mixed with some type of European, exactly. So go ahead and get used to it. That whatever your your skin complexion may be. Now you said you just reunited with your father a year ago. Mm -hmm. How has that journey been over the past twelve months? And I also want to add: Did you had you been in communication with him before? Had you met him when you were younger, or was this first meeting? Oh my god, the story! I'm actually doing a one woman show about my life. Oh, pieces. Yes. Yes, pieces. And I was going to ask you, I was like, is this based on a true story? (laughs) It is. Um, Wow. So our relationship is, I don't even know what to call it. We're trying to. It's complicated. Figure it out. It's very complicated. (laughs) Very, very complicated. So I met him when I was 12. My mom, my aunt. She's still still my mom. Um, We (laughs) did a pop-up in Florida. Mm -hmm. So we just popped up on him. Because he, you know, he would call and say, I'm going to send you this and send you that. Okay. I would run home. you talked to him before. Right. I've talked to him before. I would run home after school checking the mailbox. And every time I was disappointed. So she was like, you know what? Let's just go pop up on him. You can meet him and figure it out. Mm. So we went and popped on him when I popped up on him when I was twelve. He wasn't ready to be a father then. So he wasn't ready to be years a father later? when he had you, nor twelve years later. No. Oh my god. So that broke my heart. And so and my he mom, told you this. He was just like, I'm just, just not like, ready. Well, he didn't say that. He was just like, Well, I can't take off work. I don't know why you guys came. I don't like and I'm just like, You're my father. Like, yeah. are you serious? So she was like, just dead him in your mind. Mm-hmm. Just he doesn't exist. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you can't tell me that my father doesn't exist. Right. That's not how that works. <laughs> she was trying to help. She yeah. was trying to help. So it just was recently, I say about two years ago, I called home and I said, you know, mom, I'm really just trying to figure out as I get older, what I'm going to experience, you know, health wise, like mm-hmm. what's in my family background, things right. of that nature. You want to know. So I was like, you know, do you have any information on my dad? She was like, let me see if I still has, have his number. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? You've like, had this man's number this the whole entire time. time. Right. I need to figure that out. The ten digits. Right. Yeah. So I called his parents' house, which was the number that she had, and his sister answered. I left a message. She knew exactly who I was because mm-hmm. I met her as well when I was twelve. He called me back a week later. Mm-hmm. I was like an emotional wreck. Mm-hmm. We had this intense conversation. I just had so many questions. He had really no answers. So I was like, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to plan a trip and I'm going to go see him and figure it out and really have that conversation because I just want to know why. Why weren't you there? What happened? I have my mom's side of the story, but right. I need your side of the story. And it's not that I, I mean, I hate him and I love him at the same time. Mm-hmm. And the reason why that is is because a dad's influence on a daughter's life Propels her into relationships. Mm-hmm. Preach. And, you know what I mean? And so if you don't Preach. have that, you don't have an example. You don't have a standard. Mm-hmm. So now we're forced to just pick what we, what we just know. And we don't know anything. Right. So we're settling. You're piecing things together right. as you go. You know, we're picking stuff that may not be good for yeah. us. And 
my relationships have all been bad. So, mm. and I'm not blaming him for that. Yeah. But at the same time, I needed you to show me what a man was supposed to be. Of course. Because Ooh. my examples haven't been what they should be. Yeah. You understand? So, of course. PSA to all men out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like PSA to men out there. If you didn't, don't listen, leave your daughters. If you didn't yeah. listen to the episode, <laughs> "Sex Makes Babies," this is what we're talking about. Is, yeah. You know, if men, if you're not ready to step up to the plate and be a father, and it's not just men. I mean, there's women too Absolutely. who are having babies yeah, who are not ready to be both. mothers. Yeah. You need to be responsible yeah. in this action because you are creating a life. Yeah. And you're responsible for creating that, that life. That needs to be shaped. 100%. Molded, yeah. And yeah. You have mentioned you're building a, a, trying to build a relationship with your biological father. Yes. Have you had any contact with your biological mother? Yes. My biological mother was not able to raise me uh, due to a mental condition. Oh, okay. And so... <sighs> Sorry, get emotional about this. Yeah. And so it's really hard because I never knew her. I was taken from her at three months. Oh. So I didn't know her. And your sister is older or younger? Yeah, she's than older. Okay. She's um, three years older. Okay. So she has more of a memory of uh-huh. her than I do. Right. And so I need that from her. So for me, for the longest time, I felt like an orphan because I didn't have my biological mother, didn't have my biological father. So who am I? Where do mm-hmm. I come from? What's my background? Like, I need to know before I go out into the world and try to become somebody you know, amazingly influ- influential, I need to figure out myself first. Of course. Um, so I do have a relationship with my mother. It's not an easy one because of her condition. Right. But I'm trying to work that out because I came out here to pursue a dream so that I could go back and take care of her. So oh, it's wow. just hard, you know? It's like yeah. you're trying to live your dream. You want to take care of your, your, your family. But at the same time, it's just, it's just rough. It's, it's a journey. It's definitely a journey. So was your one-woman show pieces kind of your reconnecting with your upbringing, your life, and saying, this is helping me heal, so I want to put it out there for the world to see, and saying, this is my life? Absolutely. So I don't know if you're familiar with another movie called Sybil. Sally Fields plays... I'm so bad at movies. I got to get my movie game up. I'm over two already. (laughs) Sybil plays... It's based on a true story. She plays a woman with 16 different personalities because her mother abused her when she was a child. So my show is kind of like that, where I take on 10 different characters, uh, all from my family, and they all make me who I am. So portraying my mother, my aunt, my sister, my father, my grandmother, like all these people that had anything to do with who I am. I want the world to see it because yeah. I didn't go through what I went through for nothing. Right. God, God gives you something. 100%. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm absolutely. like, okay, God, I got you. Just let me, allow me the right. tools to have to do what I need to do and mm-hmm. I'll be good. So I'm going to trust in him on this one. When, and when you were saying earlier about wanting to get yourself together so that you could be influential, I think that you are doing that or yeah. you even have done it and your people are going to learn and grow from your story. Well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. And that's a lot. I mean, and that, that's why I respect actresses and even actors, anyone who's in the, in the art form, the ability to just open yourself up and just be completely vulnerable and saying, mm-hmm. hey, this is my life. This is my story. And it's on public display. You know, that's not a, that's not a very easy thing to do at all. Mm-hmm. Has your family members or any of the family members, one of the 10 that you're representing in your one woman play, do they know this is happening? Do they know they're being portrayed and have they seen it? <laughs> so, like, mm-hmm. um, so I did an article in a um, talent monthly magazine a couple years ago where I kind of like revealed my life a little bit. Mm-hmm. And when they got the magazine and they read it, they were like, what are you doing? Mm. Your story is also our story. And we don't want yeah. our story told. Uh. And I said, well, 
the truth will come out because yeah. this is what I need to do. Yeah. You know, I'm not ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. Before it was like, be quiet, just, mm-hmm. you know, don't keep everything under wraps. Right. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't be doing myself a justice no. or the people that look up to me or the people that are in this industry or my artistry. I wouldn't be doing it justice if I didn't, you know, let people know who I really am. And so as I figure it out, they're going to be on the journey with me to figure it out. So, yeah, it's been some backlash. So you've you've ruffled a few feathers, but relationships are still intact? Listen, I know there's some books that are going to drop. I'm pretty (laughs) sure there's some interviews coming, and I am prepared because you know you have that one person in the family that becomes somebody, and then here comes the family. Right. <laughs> and they're like, right. well, since she's told that story, I'm going to tell this story. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Uh, but here you know we go. What? That's fine, because I think everybody owes it to themselves to tell their truth. You got to yeah. you got to get your story out there. and I mean, this is your life. You yes. have to live it to the best of your ability. I am and, trying. And it's not your fault. That the characters in your story behave the way they did. Right. It, it is not your responsibility to protect them. Right. So you had mentioned earlier that you know, not having a father mm-hmm. in the household really kind of, I won't say messed things up, but limited you for seeing a, a true understanding of what a man is supposed to be for a woman. Mm-hmm. And you said because of that, your relationships have failed. How, how, <laughs> Not my fault. I am how the victim. Failed, okay, how <laughs> failed are these relationships? Um, they weren't healthy relationships. They mm-hmm. weren't, you know, when you don't have that father figure, you have a void. So mm-hmm. you try to fill it with the love of a man. Right. And mm-hmm. that's going to fail every time until yeah. you deal with that issue or mm-hmm. until you find your father and fix it. That's why I was on a search for him. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to take care of this before I meet the man that I'm going to marry and have children with. Mm-hmm. I have to fix myself so I can be the woman I need to be for my husband. Absolutely. So that's kind of what I'm doing in the process yeah. um, of doing, actually. Um, but my relationships have also been learning lessons mm-hmm. of what to do, what not to do, what so to look for. So you've learned from each. Absolutely. You, you're growing from each relationship. I'm, you're not getting yeah. into the same relationship over and over again. I did. I had a pattern. Uh, I did have a pattern mm-hmm. for the longest time. I started at 14. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, wow. that's another thing. <laughs> <laughs> I started a little earlier than everybody else. You're right. Uh, made my mistakes, you know, learned from them. But at the same time, I have been trying to put the pieces together and mm-hmm. figure out why they are the way they are. And it all went back to my dad. Your dad. So, yeah. and then I understand that he wasn't ready to be a man. Mm-hmm. But so what could he have really taught me about a man? You understand what I'm he saying? He might have just taught you all the wrong things anyway. Right. So Ooh, I'm like, that's tough. So it's like a catch. Did he do you a service by not being there? I mean, it's hard to it's hard, it's to, hard to say. Think that that would even right. It's kind of like a movie. I want to see it played out in both versions. I'm yeah. like, okay, we have this version, but let me see what that would have been like. Yeah. So, but but we can't do this. I'm like, okay, let me just take what I have. And yeah, because I, I have seen that before too. When somebody's had a a dysfunctional parental figure in their life and you know they kind of end up with that life too. Yeah. Like even if you have an abusive father. And then you end up in an abusive relationship. relationship. Like, you know, you saw it and you end up in it as opposed to you would think it would be. You usually choose, your, your mate is usually kind of like your father. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. But you so, didn't, you didn't yeah, know what your so father I don't know like. what, I'm, so what just, I've been getting. Just, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, really? That's what y'all giving me? <laughs> but I'm curious, were the men that you were with not ready to be in relationships? Was that a pattern you realized? See, or? what I've learned about myself is I'm a lot. 
mm-hmm. to deal with because well, I come with a lot. That's good. Okay. Yeah. We're all a lot. That's the secret. <laughs> so I, I give a disclaimer yeah. when I meet somebody. In the first five minutes, I let them know exactly what they're signing up for. Right. Because <laughs> I don't have time to wait. I'm old and I'm tired right. of the same thing. So I just let them know I'm a little crazy. <laughs> But I call but, it passionate. Yep. I come, <laughs> I'm a lot to handle, right. but I'll love you to death. We'll ride or die, but I'm not going to jail for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Those are very clear terms. I respect that. I love yeah. it. Imagine the first day. You're just sitting there. So let me just run through my list. This yeah. is all I do. And you're just like, okay, well, uh, can, I, can I have the check, please? Yeah. Either that or it's go. like, I would respect that as a man. Actually, Somebody some men like, respect hey, that. Like, they're okay. like, well, thank you for letting me know. And either That's they're, real. And sometimes and it's in, like, it's intimidating or it turns them on. And I'm like, well, you know, let me know. I want to see the worst you possible so I have something to look forward to. Right. Mm. So if I let you know everything on the table, mm. then you know how to play your cards. Right. right. So I want the same in return. But I haven't found that out here in La La Land. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. I was like, I feel yeah. like most men are not ready just to come out and be like, hey, thank you for giving all of your tea. Yeah. Well, I'm going to just uh, not yeah. give you anything right now. Yeah. And yeah. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. Because, see, I don't want to waste anybody's time. I don't have a Which lot of time. Which is very nice of you. And yeah. I, I, I would hope that the men would reciprocate. But I can understand why they don't. Because yeah. they're not taught to be vulnerable. And that's what like, I was going to say. are really not. We're not. And, it's, yeah. and that's the, the unfortunate part is in every aspect of life, we're talking about careers, if we're talking about our personal life, whatever it may be, vulnerability is typically always at the root of what's holding us back or what can help grow this to the next level. And right. men, we're just not taught that. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, it's always about macho masculinity. Don't cry. Have this face on. Be tough. So for me to come up here on the first day and say, oh, yeah, this is who I am. I'm not as tough as some people may think. Yeah. I am not who I am on Instagram, even though I have 500,000 followers. This is all fake. Mm-hmm. Nobody really wants to say that. Well, I think people should because it saves a lot of time. I don't want your representative. <laughs> I want you. I feel yeah. it. Okay? Mm. I want I like you because I'm going to give you me. Ain't no representative. This is all. It's everything you're going to get in the first five minutes. Right. That's it. Like Everything that. I'm going to lay on the table. So what are you looking for now? If you, tell the people. Tell well, I'm not really people. looking for anything. I'm going to let God right. hey, Ooh, that's a good amen. take mm-hmm. the wheel on my love life uh-huh. because I haven't been doing it very much. <laughs> yeah. So you have not been driving in the, wrong, Jesus, the right the direction. Way. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. I, I, th- I like that you accepted that you just need to be a passenger in this the situation. The DMV needs to take my license yeah. <laughs> away from me. You're not a responsible love. driver. Not at all. Um, I'm going to give it to God because he knows the desires of my heart. He knows mm-hmm. exactly who I need to be with. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just give it to him and he'll send him my way. I'm just focused on myself and bettering who I am. So when he comes, I'm ready. Right. You know what I mean? I'm focused on my career. That is exactly right. That's just, you know, kind of what I'm, I'm doing right now. So, because mm-hmm. I don't want to be in pieces. Yes. Or <laughs> damaged or mm-hmm. have all this baggage mm-hmm. for him to carry. That's not mm-hmm. fair. Exactly. So I got to deal with it. I'm so excited. About and be this. renewed. Yes. I love that. Him. Has yeah. that journey been tough? Like really just oh looking God. inward and saying, this is all of me. The good, the bad, the ugly. And then accepting that. How has that journey been for you? Oh, my God. I scare myself sometimes. I scare myself because I'm so many different people, Mm kind of like the movie Sybil. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, I'm having an emotional breakdown. I'm like, I'm a woman. I get it. I'm I'm a high. I'm low. I'm just all over the place. I'm trying to figure things out. They're not working. What do I do? But 
I've accepted who I am, and I'm okay with who I am. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to get here. You yeah. know what I'm saying? A long <laughs> yeah. time. Because when people try to shape and mold you into something that they want you mm. to be, yeah. now you have to deprogram yourself exactly. and build yourself up to who you want to be. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been doing. Well, you know what? This is It's a process, and it's work that everyone has to do. Mm-hmm. People avoid it. So, I All mean, the time. Thank God that you even recognize that you need to do it and start it, and you're doing it now. And I'm not ready for a yeah. man right yeah. now. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I just cannot. But but that's can't. good too that you recognize that. Like you know what? I'm not at a in a place yet where I need to bring someone into the fold. I'm right. still working on me. And then you know my my feeling is that you're probably more ready than you even think you are. Just yeah. because you've said that. Because if you weren't, you'd probably be saying, like, oh, bring on a man. But the, fa- <laughs> yeah, no, the no. fact that you're like, mm, let's pause it. But me and you can have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> As she looks at our yeah. music producer and says, yeah. yes, we can. <laughs> me and you can talk. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're willing to work with me, we good. <laughs> <laughs> I like married millennials. You never know yes. what may happen. You never know what may happen when yes. recorded. Uh, How old were you? Was there a specific point in life or a specific event where you decided, okay, I need to work on who I am or, or said I can't be everyone for or everything for everyone? Did you have an aha moment and it's like, okay, I'm done with the phony? Um, recently. Okay. Um, when you're the strongest of your family, mm-hmm. strongest of your core circle of friends or people that you're around, you get tired mm-hmm. and you get weak because we have to be strong for so for many people, everyone. right? Mm-hmm. Deal with their issues, what they have going on. And we know that they can't handle what we go through. Mm-hmm. So now we got to handle that too. Mm-hmm. So I had an aha moment about a week ago. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I have to focus on me. And I'm not really a selfish person. Mm-hmm. But I need to be. At you this need point, you have to, to be. Selfish. I always say it's about self concern. Yes. They're selfish and they're self concerned. And I think it's always a good idea to be self concerned. You got to yes. take care of you because an empty cup cannot pour into another. So. Right. Well, my grandmother, who I love dearly, rest in peace, she's in heaven guiding me. Mm-hmm. Um, she taught me a long time ago that she, she was the most giving person. She would give her bed and sleep on the floor for you. That's mm-hmm. how giving she was. That's and sweet. I took that part of her, and, and it's in me, so I give before I think about myself. Mm. And then I'm empty. I have mm-hmm. nothing left in the cup, so I'm going to give you the cup. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Give you the cup, yeah. and I'm just ain't going to have nothing. So oh, you don't have absolutely. You nothing. don't even have a source. I have yeah. nothing. The table, too. The table that the cup is sitting <laughs> on. You can have the table. and the ch- Just have everything. Oh, so now God. I have to be like, pump your brakes, mm-hmm. focus on yourself. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, yeah. I, still, I still love people, but I just have to kind of fall back and fall into myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And kind of just distance myself from people. Yeah. Has that impacted your relationship with friends, not just in a dating standpoint, but how has that, your identity there, has that changed any friendships that you've had when you were like, mm, this is kind of toxic and we're really not gelling the way I thought we would? I don't have many friends. I know a lot of people, okay? But I, don't, I have about five friends because your circle gets so small in LA. Each year, your circle gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So for me, I choose people based on um, characteristics of myself, what I look for, you know, because you do unto others as you would want them to do unto Absolutely, you. Absolutely, yeah. So I look for things that I give people. I want that back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I really, I have a best friend and then I have a, a handful of friends. And it's, it affects my relationships in the sense of like, they'll be like, Daphne, what's wrong? And when I get really quiet or to myself, they know I'm not myself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I'm bubbly and I'm outgoing and I'm 
on on 10 all the time. Mm-hmm. So they worry when I'm not talking or I'm not yeah. posting or I'm not bubbly. And I'm like, but I need a moment. Mm-hmm. Everybody takes a moment. But can I have a moment yeah. To, yeah. to just figure me out? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And sometimes they're like, but we want to help you. And I'm like, but I don't want your help. Mm-hmm. I, you can't help me the you way I can help, help you. Yep. You know what I mean? I got to yep. give it to God and he's going to help me. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So they don't really get that. And it's not like I'm just super you know, religious person, but God is the head of my life. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be here without him because of what I've been through. Mm -hmm. He's the one that took me through it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that to me is the most important thing. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I'm okay with ruining a few friendships and stuff. Like if you get back to me, absolutely. (laughs) You got to do it. I got to. And I'm glad you said that is the order you get your relationships, your friendship circle just gets smaller and smaller and smaller because not everyone can grow with you. People will come in in different seasons in your life, and they may serve whatever purpose that may be. It could have been a month. It could have been a year. We're on set together. You did something that helped me to get through this show, and I appreciate you, and and now it's done. But so many times I've seen is that we just try to hold on to people who are not supposed to come to our next phase of life. And then here you are trying to climb the stairs to your next victory, but you got hundreds of pounds of dead dead weight. weight. And you're like, the only thing that is holding you back from that next step is just to to unclip the hook. That's all you have to do when you can get to the next step. Yeah, because your real friends are pushing you up. Absolutely. They're getting you there. Absolutely. There's this meme on Instagram that I love. It has this little girl, she has this teddy bear, and then Jesus has a bigger teddy bear behind Uh his back. Mm. And she's like, but I don't want to give it to you. He's like, just give it to me. She has no idea what's behind his back. Right. Yep. So that's me. I'm like, God, but wait a minute. <laughs> Talk about this. Yes. Wait. Yes. I'm going to hoard this for about five more years yeah. and we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, that's then not Then you how get your blessing. You're like, this is what I was holding out. Right? Day. You be yeah. mad at yourself like, yeah. all that time. <laughs> yep. All that time. Yep. But, yeah, but the thing with that is I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah. But it's so tough it is. to, when you can't see yeah. or you don't know what's there, to be like, okay, well, I'm just going to trust that this is going to get me right. But that's the definition <laughs> of faith. <laughs> right? It, it, yeah. is. it is. I'm like, Lord, I'm not doubting the <laughs> faith. Yeah. I'm just doubting myself just, right now. Give me a sign. Just send me a note in the oh, mail, yeah. something, yeah. a text. You I know? used to have the most random. I would be like, Lord, if you want me to do this, I will see a pack of Skittles right. in the next <laughs> Like, I would be so specific. Yeah. And then if I didn't see a pack of Skittles, I'd be like, you must not have wanted me yeah, to do see, it, right? Don't test your God, yeah. though. Don't like, test like don't the, cha- the chain letters that you get in your email. Right. Like, send like, this to 14 yes. people and you get a blessing in 10 minutes. Right. Why are people still doing that? I get those little notifications on Facebook. I thought that died when AOL was over. Well, right. I still do that, though, because I'm superstitious. <laughs> superstitious. I'd be like, no. the devil, the devil Daphne. might come for me. The devil might come you if I don't send this. Victim. Daphne. No. Daphne. Shame on Daphne. I'll be like, 14 people. Okay, let me figure it out. Let me figure it out. Okay, send. Yes. Okay, I did it. I did so, my part. So that you are one of those. I am giving you all of the judgment and all of the side eyes. Because I'm just like... Do you pass on the ones that say, like, you will die at 11.30 tonight? Oh, no, I don't do like, all that. Yeah. I don't do the Satan okay. satanic ones. I don't okay, like I those. I don't it's know. like, why would you send this to me? No. I resent everyone who sends me those. Like, I'm... Why? Now, you had mentioned earlier, Los Angeles, you said you haven't found love in La La Land. And mm-hmm. the way you said that just made me believe that the men in Los Angeles are not your cup of tea. Is that true? Well, from the Midwest, too. So it's like, yeah, it's I mean, a different you're, world. Okay. Uh, give me the, give yes, me the scoop. What's the 401? There is a different type of breed of men in L.A. Mm-hmm. I don't know what y'all drinking, what Can y'all smoking. Can you describe it? Describe men it in us. L.A., 
they th- want to smash and they right. want to Netflix and chill and they don't really want to get to know you and I don't have time. I'm I'm very possessive and jealous and just so I'm if I give you my castle, right. I'm going to hold you hostage. <laughs> Okay, just letting you know. If I give you my castle, give you my castle, hold you hostage. You live here now, right? This is your residence, <laughs> and you cannot leave, right? I just noticed that East Coast Midwest men they have mm-hmm. they have a different swag. Mm-hmm. They they have more courting values. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, where you know they asked for your number and actually called you, not right. text you. You know right. what I'm saying, or DM'd mm-hmm. you. Yep. That irks my nerves, mm-hmm. okay? Because I'm a woman. I'm yes. not a girl. I'm a, I'm a grown, grown yes. woman, yep. okay? So I need you to treat me like one, and I need mm-hmm. you to be a man of a certain type of value. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. we don't have that in L.A. I think men come here, and because there's so many options mm-hmm. in L.A., you can come it's here and be, be whoever you want to be. You can change your look, your identity, whatever. Mm-hmm. Men have so many options, thoughts, jumps, jump off, girlfriends, mistresses, whatever. Mm -hmm. So they don't value women the same as they used to. There's no respect Mm -hmm. there. And I'm going to get my respect. Yeah. (laughs) I do understand that. I'm just in here like, damn. And I respect that. I'm glad I'm married and in a relationship because if I'm listening and single and live in Los Angeles, like, well, damn. Are we all that bad? I'm not going to say it's just the men. It's women, too. How Mm. you portray yourself. Right. How you live in your life. Mm -hmm. You want to be taken care of. You want to be kept. You want somebody, you know, you want to upgrade. But what are you bringing to the table? Mm. You know what I'm saying? I am the table. I'm the table. Yes. So you won't pull up a chair at my table. (laughs) Yes. I have so much to offer that I'm not going to settle for what you just want to come sit down and eat with. Fellas, get your chairs ready. Yes. Get your chairs ready. So the I table think, is already uh, there and it's set. You just need, you pull up a chair and get ready. And the, and the dinner thing. is in the kitchen waiting to be served. Oh. But you don't want to get that far. You understand what I'm saying? So it's okay. It's cool. But it's it's both. I think it's a balance of men and women in LA. Right. You, you got you to gotta figure it out. Figure out what you guys have to offer. What are you doing with your life? What are you out here doing? Are you just trying to look for a come up or are you actually offering something? Right. You know what I mean? What are, you, are, are you on your grind? I have a different type of hustle. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I work three info jobs like a Jamaican. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I have acting. You know what I'm saying? I right. stay trying to improve myself and better myself right. and, you know, do things. So for me, it's just like you're not going to come and just take from me and not give. Right. I'm not that's not. Have you been intimidating to most guys that you dated? Very. Okay. <laughs> I just just thought I would ask. I was like, okay. Because that's a good thing though. It's only intimidating to someone who's not like a real man. A being. That's all I just wanted to say. Right. It's all good. But right. I've adopted the male mind in a sense where I've I've played, okay, in in the sandbox. Right. Okay. I've lived my life. Right. Um, so I get the whole male mentality. Mm-hmm. So I hustle like a man. Mm-hmm. I'm aggressive like a man. Because I know what I want. I'm going to get it. Right. It may not be today. may not be tomorrow. But I'm going to get it. You know what I'm saying? And a lot that. of people yes. don't. They Good don't. You. you know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm a lot for a man. Because I'm going to just be like, listen, I saw you. Let's talk. Whatever. I, I'm going to yeah. do that. And sometimes it's like, wait, whoa, wait a minute. Like, you know, and I'm actually showing them how to be a man. Mm-hmm. You know, Steve Harvey has that book. Think, Think like, like a, a man. man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've been trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're getting there. I've, now, I've been having an, an ongoing debate with my friends for years mm-hmm. about text messaging and the way that men oh, and women mm-hmm. have changed their commun- preferred communication method mm-hmm. with each other. 
And I used the debate or the argument saying, I don't believe that you can court someone via text messaging. And I had a friend of mine who was on the exact opposite end and said, this is the way that technology is now. We communicate through text or Snapchat and whatever it is, DMs. And he's like, I, I definitely feel that it's fine to get to know somebody via text message. Mm-hmm. And I said, I strongly disagree with that. And I don't think that can work. And with you saying, Mm-mm, shaking your head, I'm glad to see that there's a woman who's agreeing with this argument. Because courting goes back in the day. That's so old school, mm-hmm. bringing you flowers for no reason. Mm-hmm. Asking your parents if they can take you out. Right. Asking your parents your hand in marriage. Yeah. They don't do that no more. Work, you got to work for it. Right. And yeah. so don't ask me on a date through text message because I'm going to delete your number and block you. Like, Ooh. don't do that. that. That irks my nerves. P-S-A. <laughs> yeah. PSA. That's real. I just know. And, and on top of just texting somebody all day, I just feel no. like that's very annoying. Like you call somebody. Pick up, pick up call. the phone. How you doing? How's your day? What's going on? You, are you hungry? Have you eaten? Like, tell me what's going on in your mind. Like, let's really have a real conversation. Yeah. I don't want to play these games. I just, I don't have time or the energy. I just don't. I love that. So, love you got to be real. I'm the realest person people meet sometimes. They're like, yeah. oh my God, I've never met anybody. But yeah. that's refreshing. And that's sad also. Yeah. But you know that you have to being on the phone is a real thing to do instead of texting. You right. know, like, that's crazy. If you really do, if your intention is to get to know somebody, to date them, or for that person to potentially be a, a future spouse. Right. Like, you going to text your future spouse all day? No. Yeah, it's now, just- And I can see if you're working, right? Yep. Yeah. You're busy. You're a businessman. I get it. Call me as soon as you open your eyes. Call me before you go to sleep. You know what I'm Ooh, saying? And then during the, the morning phone call. Absolutely. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I wake up, I'm thinking about you. So I need you to wake up and think about me. Okay. Ooh. That's what I need to happen. Because you know what I mean? Show a little interest and effort. Because I do that. I'll go out of my way to make you feel special. Right. So I want the same in return. Oh, oh, see, I'm, I, uh, see, I wear pants and skirts. So, you know, I'm kind of both people. Yeah, and so good, men be like, well, give me the pants. Let like, me wear the pants. You, are you I'm like, stressing about the morning The call? good morning call? <laughs> good, yes. A text won't work? I just, wanted to, I just want you to hear my voice. I know you probably still sleep. Leave me a voicemail if I don't answer. Ooh. Something that I know that you picked up the phone and tried. That's, new, that's new for tried. me. New ladies, too. ladies, do you guys feel the same way? I'm, I'm, I was used to the good morning text. Like, hey, how are you? Don't shoot a quick yeah. text. Hope you have a beautiful day. Right. Something. Some Knock personal. on my door with an omelet like Love Jones. Do something <laughs> so that I know <laughs> that like, you're interested. I need to know if this is real. Women, is, is this really real? Yes. Do you guys want a phone call in the morning? I don't think I will want a phone call in the morning. That'd be, but that. that's just how I communicate because I don't love being on the phone all the time. Well, first of all, my phone is, is on silent when I go to sleep at night because I don't yeah. want to be disturbed. So I got just you. call me. You know, if call me, leave a voicemail. Then send me a text. So I know that there was a follow-up <laughs> to the phone call because I didn't answer. So you just wanted to make sure I got, you got all forms so I, of communication I what, going. I see what you meant by kidnapping. You know, yeah. so when, once you are in this castle, you, live you are that's hostage. I get it. I, I understand. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a lot. But yeah. in, a, in, a, in a good way. I would have yeah. I would be like, oh, okay, you want to Because, call? you know, there's always been she this. She wants constant communication. That's all it really is. That's is good, that your girl. love language? It's, well, I guess communication is it, but it's words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. Yeah. yeah. I'm a very lovey-dovey person. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like to say I love you or, you know, just things like that. And if I don't hear that enough, I get like, so what's wrong with you? That's words of affirmation. You know affirmation. what I'm saying? Like, yep. why you ain't said that in three days? Right. In two minutes and <gasps> 16 seconds. Ooh. <laughs> We're like, uh. <laughs> the, the pressure is on. 
the pressure is on that is, Daphne. You know the what? I was telling. Um, I was tell. I was at work last night. Um, and I was telling <laughs> some people that I'm an amazing woman, right? I don't doubt that. No, I, that, that was not a doubt. But I'm a little crazy, just you, a little bit. But you own it. I do. I own it. It's I not do. crazy. I do. Just your preferences are a, a little outside of the box. That's it. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> she said, no, it's not outside the box. <laughs> what box? Ain't nothing right. about there, ever there been is, in a box. There is no box. That's the, yeah. Ain't no box. This, it's the true innovators know that there yeah. is no box. But but I'm just saying that I will, because Justin used to call me crazy all the time. See, I, every, see like, I don't understand why y'all call us crazy, <laughs> but then y'all love us and want to be with us, but we crazy. Right. But I'm not crazy. I'm, I don't have an I, answer to that. I'm <laughs> very normal. Uh, the normal amount of crazy. Like you mess with me, I'll probably mess with you. But that's it. We are really resilient. Yeah. Okay, we'll take. Every, this is goes back to generation and history. We will stand with you, but we tired. <laughs> we tired <laughs> of the stuff so. that you Rightfully take us so. through that ain't necessary. I agree. Rightfully so. We want loyalty. The same things y'all want. We mm. want that too. Right. Okay. Like- that loyalty, faithfulness, right. commitment, I you know, ride or die-ness. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. And, and you should. You should. Rightfully so. I will not dispute But how come the that. faithful part is so hard for y'all? Because Because you want 31 flavors like Baskin-Robbins? We do. Okay. We do. And yeah. it's a... It's you're only going to get butter pecan with me. That's <laughs> <laughs> all you're going to get. <laughs> when, when it comes down, a lot of it just comes down to the male ego. Is And I would say there's the male ego of, of wanting to get what you think or know that you can have. Okay. So it's like, okay, I want to sleep with this woman or I want to engage in some type of sexual intercourse, some sexual activity with this woman. And if I think I can, my ego is telling me to go for it. Right. Or then if you know that you can get something, it's like, okay, well, she is sexy. She's bad. Let me just get that done. Right. And that's a constant battle for men because it, it, it's really our ego. And then I would also on the flip side say that there is a fear of fully committing. So if I step out on you, it is allowing me to not fully commit to you in a way that could possibly be amazing, but I'm not necessarily there or ready to do that. Not a good reason. Not making excuses. I'm just telling you what I believe to be the case why most men yes. step out. And I understand it. But once you get married, that's over. I agree. I, yeah. I 100% agree. And I've had friends who've asked me, said, Jay, did you get it out of your system? And I said, no, nah, it's never out of my system. It's, it's, it's not. It's, it's, it's not. It'll never be out of your system. But that's the truth. But you have yeah. to make a conscious decision to say, I'm not going to engage in this part of my life anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have a tracking device on my husband. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. no. You know how they put the chip but in a dog what? to find them? I will them. say, have a though, because I'm a woman. <laughs> I'm a chip. And, uh, and before we got married, I'm a clearly a woman. <laughs> I'm a woman. Before, I'm a woman, just in case anyone was confused about it. But before we got married, I mean, I didn't look twice at people other than Runyon Canyon, man. Everyone's heard the story before. If you haven't, go back a couple episodes. I'm sure I brought it up. But there was this man who was just ridiculously attractive, and I could not control myself. But nothing happened. But I was just like, oh, my God, I'm lusting. But since getting married, I have a crush on everybody. Like, I love everyone. I, I'm like, oh, he's so cute. Or, like, Ain't that some shit? Blah, blah, blah. But I love my husband, and I will be <laughs> just with my husband. But I, there's something that happens, and I don't know what it Definitely is. Definitely, you look perplexed. <laughs> She's like, mm. when I get in a relationship, all I really see is him. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I know there are other men that are attractive, but I just see him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just want him to see me. I think that most women 
have this thing inside of us where you can't, like, we just don't want to be betrayed. It's that thing. Absolutely. We don't want to, because we are very loyal, are very giving for the most part. So it's like when you give and give and give. You want that same thing and and receive equally. Yes. And I would say in the early stages, I don't feel this way about our relationship now, but think about the early stages of our relationship. You were just taking, taking. 100%. Right. So imagine... And Imagine, I don't say that proudly. No, he's how long y'all been together? Almost oh, ten, 10 years. years. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a. This is growth, honey. This is growth, and it takes a second to get here. I, and I respect the process, but I'm just saying is that when you're giving, giving, you're giving, and somebody's taking, 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 mm-hmm. and then on top of it, they go get their, you know, their sex on with somebody else. You're snapping, and and it's rude. Yes, I, yes, yeah. and, and and that's why I'm not defending any action of. I want to make that very clear. But I just for me. That's what I in the conversations I've had with male friends and me personally. That's you were just what giving it is. The reason. Is your just like I? There's a there's a fear, and I don't know what this is a manufactured fear of us saying once I commit myself a hundred percent to you, I am saying I'm done with a hundred percent of everybody else. Yeah. And as a man, that just is a complicated thing to deconstruct in your that's ego. What I'm telling you is as a human being, that is, it is hard, not hard, but it's, it's a process it's to wrap a, your mind it around. Is, but it's, it's, you don't it's get an excuse because you have a penis is all I'm saying. I, I'm not saying, again, I'm not <laughs> defending any Okay. <laughs> I'm not making excuses or defending. I'm just saying, I'm saying all the to all social construct of the male's <laughs> ego, this is what I'm saying. The is, social construct. Well, I'm here to like, change it. I'm, okay. I'm with it. There, I'm there, here to change it. You just need one example. You don't agree with him? Okay, we definitely gonna talk after <laughs> yeah. this segment. Now there are a lot of different. There's a lot of different points of view, but it, to me, and the conversations I've had with a lot of men, it boils down to the male ego, which is I want, I want, I want, I want. But you don't think we want that too? Right. Yeah. We have an ego too. Yeah. We, but we put it better. aside, oh, like Rose yeah. said in Fences, to stand with you for 18 years. Oh. Mm, and we tired. What's not yes. tears coming out? Absolutely, yes. because yes. we stop. We 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 put ourselves. We put you before us. Mm-hmm. So our feelings really don't matter anymore once we are one, right? Mm-hmm. So the woman is always the backbone yes. to the man. See, mm-hmm. men weren't men weren't raised that way. Yeah, but that's like not our problem. I'm not <laughs> again and again. I want to make this clear. I'm not making excuses yeah. at all. At all, I feel like at all. we've backed you to a corner. I like I, having I, no, another I'm, woman I'm, here. I'm just like, I'm over here yeah. getting a punch. I'm looking at Randy like, come help me, come help, help me. Just, just lead by example. If you're a man... Okay, yeah. and, and he you, does. I will say, no, no, no. Y'all are yeah. y'all are like relationship goals on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> okay, but I know marriage takes work. It's yes. not it easy, yeah. you know. And that's what when I sign up for it, I want to be ready to to take that on. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to have to be battling before we even say I do. I want to be like, okay, this is what it is. Let's figure it out. Let's be a team. You know, right. you just need to be a team. That's absolutely what you want. But what I'm saying is, you have to lead by example in this society where everything is so accessible. Agree. And everything is so easy to get and like nothing's valued. You have to have something to hold on to, something that you can cherish and say, this is mine. I am hers. That's it. Mm-hmm. No outside anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because then what are you going to teach your children? You're right. And, you know what and, I'm saying? It's okay to cheat on mommy. No, It's okay to have another baby outside of the family. Mm. That's absolutely not acceptable. And fortunately, my example was my father. And yeah. I've, I've spoke on this so many times. And I, my father was the greatest representation of mm-hmm. a man to me mm. because he stood by, and he's been with, I won't say stood by, but he's been with my mom for 
over 30 years. Ooh, and hallelujah. He, yeah, and he's <laughs> more he, do. Yeah. Mm. And Let's all he, catch the spirit real quick. Yes! <laughs> Look at God. Oh, yeah. 30 years. Yeah. He's a lot. She's a lot. But they made a commitment right. on that day in 1984 that mm. said, we are going to do this forever. Mm. September right. 22nd, 1984, I believe, mm-hmm. is the day. And then they right. said, we're going to rock and hold this that down forever. <laughs> and my, I have seen that my entire life. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he did lead by example. I said, right. this is what you need to do. And then when I got married and I told Joy this and I said it in my vows, I said to everyone in our speech is that my father was my example. Mm-hmm. And now I want to be that same example for my kids, not only just my kids, but for my friends as well. I mean, there's other men that I may, you know, friends that I may have or other men who may be looking up to me who I don't even know. Right. Like, I want to lead by example. So I completely agree that we have to lead by example. And it's not easy. It takes mm-hmm. work. It, it requires you to deconstruct your ego and put it to the side and said, hey, this is a prized possession that I have. And while, yes, I may have this feeling I'm tingling down below or I may have something going off in my mind, I have to accept and recognize that I made a commitment to this person and said, I'm going to rock with you till the very end. Yeah. And because of that, I'm going to be monogamous and I'm going to be faithful and I'm going to hold you down to the very end. And I'm willing to take that and, and, and do that. Yeah. And I'm living that every day. Right. It is not an easy thing to do in the sense of how we were raised mm-hmm. as society's way of, you know, just go out here and have what you want. But it is something that I've had to make a conscious decision right. to do. And that's why when I said is that it's never going to be out of your system. It's not gone. It's always I'm, there. I'm going to beat it out of yeah, it. The, 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 the devil is always there. The, the, the most faithful people in the world get the most, temptation. the most temptation. Mm-hmm. Then you are, you are standing so steadfast to the Lord and the devil is right there on your ass saying hello 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 but those who were so steadfast in their face said hi devil I see you but I'm dismissing you and I think another part of it is there's a lot of men and this goes back to like slavery and how they tore the family apart and and all that stuff but men if you have children be the example to your children. You know what I'm saying? You're raising men and you're raising and, um, uh, women. And so you have to lead by example. You have to show them that, listen, just because me and your mother, and that's another thing, watch who you lay down with, mm. okay? Mm. Watch who you lay down with because you may conceive a child. Mm. And then what you gonna do? You don't like the mother, so you're gonna re- resent the child or whatever the issue Literally is. You, got to, you have to be this. mindful yeah. of who you sleep with mm-hmm. because you got these spirits going on. You got this stuff connecting you to. Mm. You, you make a child. Now you, you're in court trying to fight over custody and you, you, baby mama drama, daddy, whatever, whatever. Be mindful who you sleep with because you, you conceive a child and now the child can see the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so now they don't have a good example. So now we're just recreating yep. mm-hmm. generational curses. Right. And this is what our society consists of. So that's mm-hmm. why there's no good men or good women because they don't have no, no example. They didn't have any good role models. You know well, what I mean? Well, fellas, stand up. All the fellas listening to this podcast, I know y'all listening for good reason. So let's stand up together and make positive change. Yes. I love my men. I Don't get me wrong. I love me a good man. <laughs> yes. But there's not that many out there anymore. You know what I'm saying? You got to search for them. I hate that that's the truth. I, it, it is. is. <laughs> the, tr- the truth hurts. It is. And women too. Good men have no, to search we're, for we're good women. on both ends. Yes. But, yeah. but I'm going to say this though. I don't think there is a lack of good men. Okay. I, th- I think there is a lack of fully produced men. Uh, can I say? That need the help of a woman to get into full bloom. I will say this. My dad used to tell me that everyone, <laughs> my, everyone has a six-pack. Literally, every single person has a six-pack of abs. Some people just have layers and layers of fat on top. 
So it's like, yeah, I do think that there are good men out there, mm-hmm. but they got so many layers on top of them, and they're not even trying to work on the layers. Fair. You have to be They're like, these work. are my layers. I'm just going to leave them. So it's like, yeah, it's cool. You got yes. a six-pack, but you're also like 400 pounds overweight. Uh, correct. But we may have had 10 layers, and we got six off by ourselves. But we need someone else to help get those remaining right. three layers off. And that's off. a different story, too. If somebody so the actually, only layer that is there is the actual six But you have to be back. open and help and not resistant to it. But see, that's where your, your, your mother comes into play. I can't teach you nothing. I, I'm not, I'm not going to be breastfeeding. I can't, I can't raise no man. I can't right. do that. You need to come fully equipped or don't come at all. Right. Or at least come at the same level. Like yes. If you, if Meet me if, at the same right. level. If you're okay? both at a level five, like, okay, yes. we're, we're at level five, we're going to build the level yeah. 10 together. Absolutely. Cool. But, Absolutely. but you can't, if you can't be at level six yourself and somebody's on level two and you're like, okay, I'm going to bring you up to level six and then we can get to 10. There's too I, many I'm levels. with you, but I, I still think there is something to say that I may not be fully equipped when I'm in the hardware store with you. Right. Help me pick out the tools to fulfill my tool right. chest. So maybe if you're a level five, you can, you can if you, we need, if you we need feel help. like it takes a okay. Sometimes okay. we need okay. help. But okay. I also think I get it. It, really, I get it. it really depends I, I on which phase you're in in your yes. life. Like, Agreed. we were able to do a lot more work because we were younger. For sure. Like, it's, we were like teenagers. It is, it is different. Like the, the older, older you become, you get, yeah. the, the more Y'all grew together. Yes, right. we did. Right. You know? So, yeah. so that, that's what makes y'all relationships so dynamic and so amazing and like relationship goals. But not a lot of people grow together. You meet people at different phases of their life. Yeah. Right. And you may not be able to carry their weight. They may right. not be able to carry your weight because yeah. they got their own weight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they got to work on themselves yeah. in order to meet you at any place in mm-hmm. your life. You know what I mean? I don't mind helping a brother. I love to help a brother. I helped mm-hmm. enough brothers in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. I can't help nobody else. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, I got to help myself. You right. know what I'm saying? Because if I work on you and I'm damaged, yeah. what, the, what does that say? Right, because there is work if you're both at level six and you're building Absolutely. level 10. Then, you're, then you are working. Yeah. But it's just, it's hard to have to like pull someone up. It's dead weight again. It, it's true, but I, I just don't think it's as black or white. It's That's not all. as black and white. No, yeah. there's a gray area. Very yeah. small. Yeah, it's, it's a small gray area. You get that much of a gray. Yeah. So now it's time for us to play fishbowl. Basically, you just reach your hand in here. We have, I think it's 20 random questions yes. in here. So we'll have three to five questions, and you just answer them to the best of your ability. They range from deep to... I think we cover deep today. Yeah. It might just be kind of like, oh, okay, this is really easy to answer, but just dig on in. Let's see what you get. Oh, boy. What do you believe stands between you and complete happiness? Myself. Yeah. That's what stands in the way. Because I'm trying to... I used to try to find happiness in others mm-hmm. and my career and outside things, but I have to look for myself, mm-hmm. within myself for happiness. That's what's most important. And I'm learning that. I yeah. think... I'm I'm really working on myself every day. I'm telling. I'm trying to check myself every day, mm-hmm. but I can't find happiness in anything but me. What would you change if you knew you were never going to die? If I never was gonna die, I would live a lot more. Ooh, I would live a lot more. I wouldn't be so strategic and planned and all that stuff. And you know, but because you know you're going to die, you can't let go of that. Yeah. That's real, yeah. though, because yeah. I low-key feel yeah. the same way. I was like, man, yeah, I can yeah. just do whatever I want because there's no risk to it. I'm going to live forever. Right. And, I, and you would think the exact opposite since you know there is an expiration date. You would want to live to your fullest capability, but you don't. Right. Interesting. Because I feel like I'm running out of time with my goals, right? Yeah. So I'm trying to rush to do everything at a certain point, but I have to be mindful that 
I have to live today because I may not be here tomorrow. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's a balance. It I, is I a balance. Under, I understand all it's, of that. It's a balance. Yeah. Oh my God, it's a balance. But I, I would, I would be, I would do, I would travel more. I would do a lot more things. Like I would rewind my life and start over. Well, let's go with one more. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and make this easy. I'm on a good one. <laughs> okay. Let's see what this is. What big lesson could people learn from your life that you can truly overcome every circumstance and obstacle? and you can make it work for your advantage. So I took my life and I said, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do what I've always wanted to do. And I'm gonna lead by example. And it's gonna be rough. Like nobody's perfect at all. We have all these role models out here, but they, they're human. They make mistakes. You know what I mean? They're, they have their faults and their flaws. But if I can take what I've been through and help somebody else get through it, I've done my job. Well, Daphne, thank you so very much for coming in, sharing this platform with us. We've truly enjoyed the conversation. It's been fun. It yeah. has been a very animated conversation yeah. and a very fun conversation. I'm sure many of you out there feel the same way. So again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and share it with your friends. And if you've not yet written a review for us on iTunes, make sure you do that as well. And let's keep the conversation going online. You can head over to our website, lovejays.com, and you'll see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday.